Hello? Hello. What are you doing over there? Just waiting to talk to my best friend. What are you doing? Um, just waiting to talk to my best friend about something really exciting. Is that Array? Array Styles? I think okay. it is. It's official. This is the episode where finally Brittany Broski is going to dip in and become our biggest fan because no one's a bigger fan of Harry than Brittany. Brittany, I'm so Brittany and Array. <laughs> I'm so excited to finally talk about our first male artist. It's about damn time. And what a way to get that started with Harry Styles. We didn't even really discuss or like get into it too much. We kind of just knew Harry was going to be our first male artist that we were going to get into the first of many, I would say. So Garrett, are you ready to dive right in and get to know a little bit about Harry? I cannot wait. Fill me in, babes. Okay, so Harry Edward Styles is obviously an English singer, songwriter, and an actor. He was born on February 1st, 1994, and his career began when he was just 16 as Harry and four of his bandmates were on The X Factor as their One Direction debut. Can you imagine, Chloe? Imagine me and you going on The X Factor and winning and just becoming like overnight sensations. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened to us, but just imagine if that was our like life path. I mean, that would be it's insane. Just like, what the hell am I doing here at 24? Like, I have been <laughs> squandering my life. So before we get into this, neither Garrett nor I are like One Direction fans. We're just Harry fans. So if we fuck any of this up, you know, apologies in advance. We don't mean any offense. But One Direction starts with Harry Styles, Niall Horan, Liam Payne, Louis Tomlinson, and Zayn Malik. And they would soon become one of the best-selling boy bands in the world of all time. So in 2016, the band took an indefinite break, and that's when Harry was able to focus on producing solo work. So this is where Garrett and I tune in. Yes. Okay. And in 2017, Columbia Records releases Harry Styles' self-named debut album, hitting number one in the U.S. and the U.K., and it was one of the top ten best-selling albums of the year. His work has received numerous other accolades. Like, honestly, you guys, I was doing the research and I'm like, I'm not even going to type all these out because it's like there are so many. So numerous accolades. And he continues to grow as an artist year after year. So around the time of his first album dropping, Harry also created his own record label called Irksign Records. And his debut album dropped in May of 2017, and by June of the same year, Harry surprised the world in his first ever acting role in Christopher Nolan's war film, Dunkirk. Since this time, Harry has continued to grow as a person and an artist and continues to surprise and impress his fans and the world. Iconic. So iconic. And now... Uh, you you might be listening and you might be like, okay, what the hell, Chloe? Where's the info about Harry's house and his huge American tour that he did and all of those things? Well, just wait, because that's going to have to be a whole nother episode, isn't it? Hold your horses, girls. It's just, we're just... Be stable. <laughs> we're just dipping our toe into the Harry pond. Trust us. We're going to do a full swim in there one day. Yes. So, Garrett, let's go ahead and sort of introduce the album. So, like I said, it's Harry Styles by Harry Styles. It's a self-named debut album. And in my opinion, nobody come for me 
all of the Harry House fans, but this is his best work ever. Like it was such a great debut album, honestly. What what are your first thoughts right off the bat? I remember when this album first came out and how iconic it was because everyone was so excited to finally hear solo work from not just Harry, but every single one of the members of the band. So it was highly anticipated, not only for me, but like the whole world it felt like. So he delivered times 10 and I cannot be more excited to finally talk about this and deep dive into some of his music. Yes, this is one of those albums where it's like, I don't really have any songs that are like, eh, I'll skip that. Like I pretty much just listen to the whole album through every time when I want to listen to it because every little song is a bop. I mean, he really did that thing. So without further ado, let's get into the first song of the album, Meet Me in the Hallway. Garrett, why don't you take it away? So automatically, I thought this was a very interesting title for first song, first album, Meet Me in the Hallway. So I automatically think he's reflecting on an old relationship or is missing someone in specific. Um, One of my favorite lyrics that sticks out to me is when he says, I got to get better. And he says that over and over again. So I think he's reflecting on himself and the whole relationship, honestly. I think he might have done some mistakes. He's looking back, maybe working on himself. And this whole album to me reminds me of New York City for some reason. I don't know why. I think it has a lot of ties to it maybe, but it just reminds me of him reflecting on a certain time period of his life. I don't feel like this is about his whole life. I feel like it was like a year or two he really focused on and narrowed Mm -hmm. in. So I thought, I think that's very interesting. But like I said, I think this first song is just like reflecting a lot. What about you? What do you think? Well, right off the bat, like you said, the title is interesting and it just makes you think, meet me in the hallway. Like kind of my first reaction to that is thinking about the hallway at school, you know, because like growing up in schools, it's all about meet me in the hallway kind of kind of stuff like that but then really if you reflect on it that could be the hallway of an apartment complex that could be a hallway at work somewhere at some type of job it could really be anything so it's just kind of interesting it poses it poses some questions but it also could be a little bit ambiguous like it could be a little bit of everything and it's so funny that you said that this specific song and the album reminds you of New York City I mean obviously we've got New York in one of the titles of one of the songs so like obviously he is thinking about New York a little bit but especially with this song I just go straight to London in my head and obviously Harry is British and maybe it's because I've been watching a London or a British sitcom lately so I'm already kind of in that headspace where it takes place in London but I don't know something about this song is a little bit dark and a little bit gray it's a little bit moody and rainy and that just puts me right in London right off the bat So this is one that's a little bit slower. He's got a few slow songs and then a few kind of wild songs. And this is definitely on the slower side. Like I said, it's a little bit moody. It's a little stormy, but I do love it. I mean, I think it's a great song and this is a sad song. The lyrics in here are sad. Like Garrett said, he says, you know, I want to get better, but he also says things like, give me some morphine. Is there any more to do? Just know I'll be at the door, hoping you'll come around. Let me know I'll be on the floor. You know, it's, we all have been there a time or two, maybe not with the morphine, but it's just like, this is like one of those times where feels like he's maybe post breakup, feels like he's feeling all by himself, feels like he's feeling really down. I totally agree. And I think the morphine reference could even be like 
his ex was his kind of drug. He's like fiending mm-hmm. for her or someone in specific, maybe not a her, but he says, gotta get better and maybe we'll work it out. Walk the streets all day, running with the thieves, cause you left me in the hallway. Give me some more, just take away the pain. Just let me know, I'll be at the door. At the door, I hope you'll come around, just let me know. So right there, it just makes you think that he's like walking the streets all day. He's like either at an apartment complex or a hotel. This song really gives me a hotel vibe for some reason. Or you know what else, Garrett, when you just said that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just, when you just said that made me think either a hotel or like he's in an apartment that his significant other just moved out of. Like they broke up and moved out. So now he's like in this like empty void of a space that once had all these like happy home memories and now it's just like Harry's house. Oh, so (laughs) when you said that, it kind of just developed in my brain what I think this song is about. So you know how when a couple episodes ago when we did the moving away episode for you and we were talking about how it would suck to be where we're from now because everything reminds us of each other. So imagine living in a town where your girlfriend used to live and like you're all alone now and everything you see reminds you of them. That's kind of what I get from this song. Like he's trying to get over it, but like everything he sees, like even his hotel or apartment or whatever reminds him of them. So that's kind of what I get from this song. And like you said, it's a very slow, sad song, but what a great way to introduce the album. And it's very unique because I don't think anyone was expecting him to put this song front row first song of his first album well what's crazy is i don't think anyone knew what to expect with harry's first album i mean this is so like i said a little bit in the intro i mean i never listened to one direction and like of course i've heard some of their songs through the radio or like store music and stuff like that but not once in my entire life have i ever gone on apple music or youtube and searched a one direction song a music video none of it i've never ever just had the interest But the second this came out, I was all over it. And I don't know why that is, but it was just like, I knew I was expecting something more from Harry and he totally delivered. It's way more mature and thoughtful than One Direction. Like no shade, One Direction was very fun, useful. It was meant for those types of people. Whereas Harry, when he was able to branch off, he switched roles completely to a more serious, but also just more, Artistic. Artistic, thoughtful, meaningful music, in my opinion, at least. Mm -hmm. But what a great way to open his album, in my opinion. Yes, and I love when Harry is feeling poetic, because I think sort of what you're saying with One Direction, too, is like, those are easy songs to listen to. You don't really have to do a lot of inferring, you know? I mean, they pretty much say what they want to say, and it's also for a much younger fan base and also it's just the truth of it yeah and it was i think it was also made for the radio which is no shade but you know how like there's a formula you know it's like a pop song they're catchy they've got to be memorable they've got to be clean in certain ways like yeah and you know art is not always squeaky clean exactly or catchy (laughs) (laughs) i love but yeah great song and then he continues the album with sign of the times which is the first single from this album, which is like the first song we all heard. And this song really took me by surprise in the best way possible, because like you said, we didn't know what to expect, but what I was expecting was not this, you know what I mean? But so thoughtful. And the one thing I want to touch on before we get into it, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but there's a story behind this song. 
So I didn't know this until like a year or two after it came out. I read this interview and it was from NME Magazine. So if you want to go look up this article, you can. But Harry says, the song was written from the point of view as a mother was giving birth to a child and there's a complication. The mother is told the child is fine, but you're not going to make it. The mother has five minutes to tell the child, go forth and conquer. Which gives me chills automatically. Like knowing that backstory to this song, ever since I've known this, I think of this song completely different. Because that's yes. a very... That's a heavy... A heavy topic to conquer in your first single, you know? Mm-hmm. And a very unique, like that's not a popular thought or like a story that's often told. So I think that's very interesting. And I would love to know more from Harry's like point of view of like why he chose that and stuff. Yeah, it goes further into the fact that, you know, he's branching out as an artist here. He's doing some things that are a little bit hard to confront right here. And it's kind of funny because it's like one of those things like, you know, everybody from my generation or maybe the one right before me, everyone knows where they were when 9-11 happened. Everybody in my grandmother's generation knew where they were when JFK got shot. I remember exactly where I was when Garrett told me the news of what this song is really about. And I literally got like chills and cried listening to it. Once I knew that information, when I went back to listen, it completely changed everything for me. I mean, I loved it before, but now it's like, I love it for a meaning. I love it with meaning. Um, it's also really interesting. I have always thought since the day you told me that, that it's fascinating that a male artist would tackle that topic it's interesting that a male wrote it especially a male that still has his mother you know so i don't and know exactly have any children yeah exactly <laughs> allegedly allegedly don't come <laughs> but yeah i think it's very interesting and then getting into the lyrics i think this is part of the chorus he says just stop your crying it's a sign of the times we got to get away from here we got to get away from here stop your crying baby it will be all right so right there it's now knowing the backstory, it feels like a mother is comforting her newborn. But it also kind of feels like the mother comforting comforting the newborn and then like continuing to comfort them through their whole lifespan. Like something about that, especially once you told me that information, it's like, okay, this is like, like this child's connection to their mother in this song. Like every time they would like think about their mother, they would hear something like this in their head i don't really know but what i want to talk about the like the most my favorite part of the song harry says welcome to the final show hope you're wearing your best clothes you can't bribe your door on the way to the sky but you look pretty good down here but you ain't really good so that really does sound like someone list like talking to him and learning about him from above I don't know, but you look pretty good down here, down on earth. Like what, what are we talking about? Where are we going with it? And then if we never learn, we've been here before. Why are we always stuck and running from the bullets? So it's also giving me this idea of like this cyclical lifespan, like people actually die and then they come back as other people. And it's just always the same thing, but it's like, why are we always stuck? and running from the bullets why is there always like some sort of violence or war or something going on here where it's just negative and people are fighting and it's not certainly isn't heavenly 
I don't know. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but honestly, the lyrics of this song don't really make sense. So I'm just trying to find a way to make sense of it. But no matter what, it just feels sad. It does feel... It's a sad song. But overall, a ballsy choice to put out as a first single, just because of the meaning. And you really have to deep dive to understand what it's about. Overall, like if you just put it on, you'll understand like, oh, it's like a catchy song. It's good. But then when you deep dive and like actually dive into the lyrics... You learn a lot. And like you said, yeah. it doesn't really make sense. Well, it makes sense, but I would love to have Harry's point of view and have him kind of do a deep dive of this specific song. I feel like Harry could literally write a book going into the like theories, the hypothesis, the background of this song. One other part that I want to discuss before we move on that really does feed into this idea that this is a mother saying goodbye to her child in the first five minutes of their life. They told me that the end is near. We got to get away from here. And now I'm going to be skipping around a little bit, paraphrasing. I'm definitely skipping because I'm trying to pull out the pieces that I think go together. But they told me that the end is near. We got to get away from here. Just stop your crying. Have the time of your life. Breaking through the atmosphere and things are pretty good from here. Remember, everything will be all right. We can meet again somewhere, somewhere far away from here. So I basically actually just read that whole thing out. And he, she he or like she the mother also says we never learn we've been here before and then it goes back into why are we always stuck and running from the bullets it really does feel like this like wisdom that she has in the end of her life so it's like this mother is saying goodbye to her baby knowing that this child is going to be motherless this poor person is going to be alone in this dark scary world and that would be a really tough pill to swallow right before your death and obviously like for, for the most part, for most people, unless something goes wrong, unless something is bad, the everyone in the world knows that the love between a mother and child is like nothing else. Like that is the top number one form of love. Obviously a father to a child too, but it's different for a mother. They carry you in their womb and she only gets five minutes with the love of her life. Like that is just devastating. And I mean, it's it's real. It happens all the time. So it's just like a really tough, subject like we said but then we move on to the song carolina and all of a sudden it's like whoa okay we're switching gears like literally we are in a car switching gears and we're in sport mode now babes i agree what a switch so the first two songs that we said they're kind of the slower sadder songs but then we get to carolina which let me stop right there because i didn't put the two thoughts together babes she got a family in carolina which one, babe? Because I'm in, I'm in a Carolina. Am mm-hmm. I am I her? Harry, is this mm-hmm. about me? <laughs> well, it would be really funny if this was about you because a song we're going to talk about in a little bit, Woman, is about me. So <laughs> it's just like really crazy. He, he knew. Without meeting us, he, he feels the vibe. He knows. Yeah. he. I mean, he knows his biggest loves. Hello. So I love, 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 love this song. And honestly, there's a few others that we're going to talk about on this album that really go with Carolina and have this like punk rock, like rock and roll, grungy, like I'm going to smoke a cigarette and I'm going to go out to a dive bar kind of feeling and I live for it. And now that might be why I am not like a huge, huge fan of Harry's house. Now I have to get into it more, but it's just like, 
this is the Harry that I live for. I want Harry to be like a rock and roll badass. And this is the concert that I would have wanted to go to. And if he comes out with an album in the future where every song is like Carolina and Kiwi and shit like that, I'm going to be like, mm, so here for it. It's sexy. It's dirty. It's a little dark. And I, mm, I could eat it up. It's so good. The way he sings and the instrumentals of this song are top notch. And I love the way he starts it. He says, she got a family in Carolina so far away, but she says I remind her of home. Feeling oh so far from home. She never saw herself as a West Coaster. Moved all the way because her grandma told her, towns better swim before you drown. She's a good girl. Such a good girl. Like, imagine knowing this song's about you because i think a lot of these songs are pulled from different relationships because i think during this period no shade to harry i think he was in like a little bit of a single having fun phase so i, I don't think this album's about one specific person so we jump around a lot but mm. imagine being the girl he knows from like south or north carolina and being like hmm me and harry had a little fling and this awfully <laughs> sounds like stuff i told him like my grandma told me sounds better swim before you drown so like i don't know i think that's iconic and like you said it's such a not nasty but just like a sexy good like song i'm obsessed it's also interesting so towns is spelled t-o-w-n-e-s i wonder if that's her last name or her middle name or her nickname let me do my little research. Yeah, let me do your research. So I want to talk about this lyric because every single time I hear it, I'm just like, oh, why can't that? Like, why couldn't that be me? She sounds so cool. He's so cool. Of course, he would be into a cool girl. He says she's got a book for every situation. Gets into parties without invitations. How could you ever turn her down? There's not a drink that I think could sink her. How would I tell her that she's all I think about? Well, I guess she just found out. Ah! I have and chills. I wonder, I wonder if, well, I guess she just found out is him saying, like, once I release this album and she hears this song, like, I guess she's going to find out that I do think about her all the time still. Uh, I can't even fathom. Like, honestly, like, it's a good song, but I could not just fathom Harry Styles saying this about me. And then he ends the song with the bridge saying, she feels so good. Oof. Like, oh! I actually just got chills now. I've been two weeks away from my boyfriend, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a little horny right now. Like, and just the thought, like, ooh, I just got hot in here. This is the best line of the whole song, though. And like this shit, just imagine. Harry Styles says, I met her once and wrote a song about her. I want to <laughs> scream. Yeah, I want to shout it out. And I hope she hears me now. That, that, that right there imagine if that's true he's only met this girl one time and she had that much impact on him like on oh, the Harry Styles what Bob's that literally cannot fathom uh, like that's insane like honestly like she's fucking cool like who is this girl like I'm, I'm about to show say, yourself <laughs> like volunteers tribute babe like I want to know who you are that's badass dude and you know what makes her even more badass and cool is the fact that after this album came out she didn't go and be like oh it's me that's about me makes her even more badass to know that she's just out there somewhere privately living the the fact or the truth that this is her 
if she's real, maybe this whole thing is a figment of Harry's imagination, but I choose to believe that she's real. <laughs> she's out there somewhere. <laughs> so good. So One of my favorite songs off the album as well, and a big switch, like I said, from the first two songs. So I think it's a breath of fresh air, but also just a great song in general. But now we're about to switch gears again, kind <laughs> of, because like, he, he just wants you to be like really confused, maybe a little sexually confused. I don't know. But we're going back down. We're going to bring it down to like a more chill vibe, a more sad vibe again, because now we've got a song called Two Ghosts. Now, Garrett, like, what are your first thoughts, first notes? I mean, what do you what do you think of this song? So automatically, I found, once again, the title very interesting, Two Ghosts. So automatically, I feel like he's reflecting on another relationship that's now over. And I think this lyric right here sums the whole song up in my opinion. He says, we're not who we used to be. We're just two ghosts standing in the place of you and me. Imagine just being in a relationship where you're going through the motions and you're not really connected anymore. And you're just like, okay, we're together. I'm comfortable. But when you see the person, you're not even seeing them. You're just like looking through them. Like we're not even ourselves yes. anymore and we're not bringing out the best of each other. So that's like yes. my initial opinion. But what's what was your thoughts? Well, first of all, when you just said that they're looking right through each other, it like that's so raven me to the musical Chicago and the whole cellophane, Mr. <laughs> cellophane, you can call my name. But anyways, because you can look right through me. Okay, so... <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. So I don't think this is about an ex. I think this is about someone who's about to be an ex. Like, I think this is like, I think that this is the whole song is about two people who are still in that relationship. But like you said, they've checked out. The spark is gone. The love is gone. You know, and I actually, I won't even say that the love is gone because we all know what can happen is you can still be with someone you can love them in a type of way but you are just not in love anymore like there are a lot of people like after a breakup they'll still have love for that person of course like unless something goes on towards you might not necessarily wish any harm you might want them to have a good life you might want them to find another love but it's just not the two of you like it's just not there anymore and so i think that it's two ghosts like in a relationship and at the beginning, he says, same lips red, same eyes blue, same white shirt, couple more tattoos, but it's not you and it's not me. Like, they're the same people, but they're not anymore. They've grown. They've changed. They're different now. And he says, we're not who we used to be quite a lot. And it's just two ghosts standing in the place of you and me. I mean, it's just spooky. <laughs> Spooky ooky. I think the first lyrics are very telling. They're the same mm -hmm. lip. They're the same lips you fell in love with. They're the same eyes that you fell in love with. It's the same shirt that I used to wear. But just something isn't there beyond that. It's like an emotional something disconnect. And yeah. I, it's really sad. This is a sad song because obviously these people didn't choose to fall out of, of love. It just kind of happened over time. And it's kind of to the point where he's now realizing it, but it's too far away from what they used to be to even like, tr not try, but like, it's just, 
it'd be very hard and difficult and it's like they just kind of lost the spark to even like want to even rekindle you know what i mean yeah i mean he goes further to say you know he says the we're just two ghosts standing in a place in the place of you and me we're trying to remember how it feels to have a heartbeat now i don't think we're talking about literal apparitions i think we're talking about two people instead of trying to remember what it feels to have a heartbeat like what does it feel to have our heartbeat for each other again i don't remember or maybe even these are two people who might be going through some mental health issues there might be some depression going on there and that changes everything about you so the he goes on to say the fridge light washes over this room white moon dances over your good side and this was all we used to need like you know to get it going to feel the spark to get the romance on that's all we used to need we're tongue-tied like we've never known. So, like, all of a sudden, we don't know what to say to each other, and we've never had this issue. Like, that would be so f- hard and heartbreaking and weird. Like, Gira, imagine if all of a sudden you and I just were like, so, um, how's North Carolina? Like, what's the weather like there? Like, just <laughs> not knowing what to talk about. Yeah, That's yeah. so heartbreaking to, like, not be able to connect with someone that was your person. And so he says, telling those stories we already told, because it's like we have nothing to talk about. Now we're just re- retelling shit because next next line, because we don't say what we really mean. We're not who we used to be. Damn. Like I and it's crazy, too, because until we've done this episode, until we've gone here and like looked at the lyrics and really talked it out, never caught it as much. Like when I'm just listening to the song, I'm enjoying the song. Yes, it's sad, but like I'm feeling it. But right now. I'm seeing this whole picture in black and white, like, right in front of me. I know. I feel like I was there with him when he wrote it. <laughs> Were you, babes? Are you Are you Carolina? No I comment. About that. Allegedly. Um, we, I actually signed an NDA about that, so we can't talk about that. <laughs> so, well, overall, I mean, I think this is a really beautiful song. It's, like, one of those, like, hauntingly beautiful songs. Like, it's just sad. It's hard. But if you were going through a heartbreak, if you were feeling this, then I can't imagine a better song for the for the situation, you know? I agree. You know what it also reminds me of? Not just Tell because me. of the titles, but Noah's song, Ghost. Because mm-hmm. she's obviously not talking about a relationship. She's talking about herself. But imagine the person he's talking about, her point of view. Maybe she's like... I've lost myself, so I'm losing this relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just kind of threw that out there to put a little... Well, it's it's interesting that you do throw that out there because, you know, we don't know what happened in this situation with Harry, this specific scenario, but it could be that it started with Noah's type of ghost where one of them lost touch with themselves, lost lost love with themselves or whatever. Like I said earlier, maybe there's... A mental health issue involved and that makes it really hard if you can't love yourself and feel healthy and feel good about yourself then you're you're not going to make it work with somebody else so it could be the situation where one of them fell out of love first and then the other followed suit or even sadder they just both drifted at the exact same time yeah overall it's a sad song but like you said it's a very good song so i want to now touch on the next song sweet creature which Still kind of is a slow vibe, but switches gears to more of like a lovey yeah, song. Like a, like, like a half switch. A exactly. Half exactly. So he opens up with Sweet Creature, had another talk about where it's going wrong. But we're still young. 
We don't know where we're going, but we know where we belong. I don't know how to describe this song. It's like he's he's calling out the truths here in this song because they're too hard to do in real life. But he's like, fuck it, I'll say it. I'll say what needs to be said. And it sounds like in his head, he knows what's going on and what needs to be said. But they're just too hard of conversations to actually have to really be like, had another talk about where it's going wrong, but we're still young. We don't know where we're going, but we know where we belong. I don't know. It's just tough, though. Like, these are all tough conversations and tough shit. But I will say, I think Harry Styles is the only person in the world that could call me sweet creature. And I wouldn't be like, fuck off. What the hell? <laughs> but still, I don't know that that would be my favorite nickname from him. I agree. I think it's interesting, too, because he's kind of complimenting, like, there's like no hate in the song. It's like you're a sweet creature, right? But like you said, he's still kind of reflecting on where we're going wrong. It's like it's things I want to say, but I don't know how to say to you without like causing a fight and stuff like that. And I've been looking over these lyrics and this one, this one I feel like almost could be about like a sister or something too. Now, I don't even know Harry's like family background like that. But it's not necessarily about, like, a love. romantic love. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely about someone. And multiple times he'll say, two hearts in one home. I know it's hard when we argue. We're both stubborn. I know. But, oh, sweet creature, wherever I go, you bring me home. So, and then at one point he says, we're running through the garden. Oh, where nothing bothered us, but we're still young. I always think about you when we don't speak enough. So that's the specific part. We're running through the garden where nothing used to bother us, but we're still young. And I always think about you and think we don't talk enough. That is the one specific part to me that kind of reads like a sister. Like he's like, I know we don't talk enough, but I still remember the good days when you were young and like times, times were simpler and whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that it is about a sister, but it's about a very like sweet kind of love. Exactly. I don't think there's any hate in this song at all. I think um, no. it can even be about friends. Like you said, it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be about a love, but it's just reflecting on a specific relationship. And before I read the lyrics, my point of view of the song was a little different. I kind of put it more with like a love song or like a lighthearted song. Whereas when we're getting to the lyrics and I'm reading some of the stuff. It's like, oh. Exactly. It like points out other things that I didn't recognize yet. So it's a very unique song and it's a hard one to kind of put into a box in my opinion because it, it could really go in many different ways of the meaning. So it's another song where I would like to hear from Harry himself. If you're listening, Harry, let us know. Um, like what was his POV when he was writing the song? Yeah, like what really is like the meat and potatoes of this? Like what's the core of this song? I mean, I'd be so interested to know who it's about, but also the mystery is what makes music so interesting and so alluring. But I mean, I just want to know. I'm nosy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But a great song, and I would highly recommend the song for, or I highly recommend anyone listening to get this song a listen. But like I said earlier, I mean, for some reason, I really feel like this is one of those albums that, like, it's just best if you listen to it in chronological order, if you just play the whole album. I think it, like, tells the story. I think it's interesting the way that he does bounce from, like, these more, like, rock and roll, like, hardcore, grungy songs, and then back to the slow and sad and soft, and then back, like, the next song, we're switching gears again. So it's interesting that he chose to do it that way, because we've got, like, Miley, who sometimes will do, like, 
sort of all of the songs in one genre on one like half of the album and then she'll switch it up for the second half so it's just interesting the way that he chose to lay it out and of course I believe that it was very intentional I mean I know Harry knows what he's doing here so he's trying to tell a story and I think this next song only angel is like he's meeting someone new this yeah. is there's there's a spark here he's yeah. he's getting his spark back I totally so, agree this next one only angel is one of my favorite songs um on the album Garrett what are your like opinions where do you stand with only angel I love this song it's very sexy and a little spicy and I love what you just said about how it's kind of like a new spark in his life like he's it's new it's exciting for him now before we get into it there is a little story or like rumor floating around allegedly that this song is about Kendall Jenner because they did date previously and when this song was written she was a Victoria's Secret angel which mm-hmm. also happens in New York so that all ties back to why I think it's in the New York era but I'm obsessed so he starts off this song and he says I saw this angel I really saw an angel so right there imagine Harry Styles calling you an angel like he's like lost mm-hmm. his breath you're something like he's never seen before. Mm-hmm. And like, you're basically, he's like, wait, I really saw one, guys. Like, he's telling his friends, maybe, like, guys, you will not believe who I met, who I saw. Like, it's nothing like, like she is I've ever ethereal. seen. She ethereal. Exactly. She like a goddess. She's celestial. Exactly. Well, so he goes into saying, like, so this line, I'm just going to say this one, it just kind of grosses me out. Because all I can think of, well, I'll, I'll read the line. He says, I'm just happy getting you stuck between my teeth, stuck in between my teeth, and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, it's not like Lana Del Rey when she's saying that she's got cinnamon in my teeth. Like, that's a little cute and sexy, but this makes me think of a damn pube stuck in between his teeth. Yeah. Like, what else are you supposed to think of? So that's just a little icky to me. But moving on, he says, broke a finger knocking on your bedroom door. I got splinters in my knuckles crawling across the floor. Couldn't take you home to mother in a skirt that short. But I think that's what I like about it. She's an angel. I think it's so reminiscent of Miley's new album, and the Summer Vacation, when she says, couldn't bring you home to mom and address that tight or that short something like that it's it's very it's basically the exact same thing and it's just interesting it's like so this is a sexy sex relationship this isn't a bringing home to mother this isn't mother would not approve but i think that's what i like about it she's a naughty girl that's what he likes (laughs) he just wants (laughs) he just wants a little spanking so i must admit i thought i'd make you mine as i went down as i went about my business through the warning signs end up meeting in the hallway every single time and there's nothing we can do about it told it to her brother and she told it to me she's gonna be an angel just you wait and see when it turns out she's a devil in between the sheets and there's nothing she can do about it hey hey she's an angel (laughs) so good so good it's really interesting. There's a lot of subcontext here. So, like, first of all, we're back in the hallway. We're yeah. In the hallway. See? We're back in that hallway. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all connecting. What hallway, Harry? Is this the hallway at the E News building? Like, what hallway? <laughs> I just want to know. 
And he went about his business through the warning signs. We all have been there. We all know exactly what that's like. When you're seeing the warning signs, you know mother would not approve, but you're going on with it anyways. Told it to her brother, and she told it to me that she's going to be an angel. Just you wait and see. But she's a devil in between the sheets. I love that lyric. I love that lyric. That she's going to be an angel. Just you wait and see. When it turns out she's a devil in between the sheets. I love that lyric. And it's really interesting now going into it that this must just be fun for him. Like, he knows this is going to be a serious relationship. Like, obviously, if you can't take her home to your mother and, like, your... Your family. Exactly. That... This can't is just go like public. Like, this is just for fun, but he's really enjoying it. And, like, he's giving us insight. Like, you said, he's referring back to the hallway. He's talking about her brother. And then talking about sex. So, I think it's more of, like, a hookup. But, like, maybe a long-term hookup. Where, like, they see each other yeah. multiple times. And, like, they're just, like, enjoying it. Like, maybe friends with benefits, kind of. Like, and, they... I mean, I want to touch on that. Because if it is Kendall, then that would mean they're seeing each other between breaks. When, like, he's going back home and then coming back to New York. So it's like that sexy spark is always there because they're not there to deal with each other on the day-to-day when shit gets boring and exactly. rough. Yeah, and they're just like both busy people, so they, they don't really have time for each other. So it's just like fun after hours. I don't know. I just In my head, I'm writing this story, but I think it's a really fun and unique song, especially compared to all the other ones we've heard so far. Okay, so you just said something that like really sparked something in me. You're saying, like, they can only really see each other after hours. And if this really is about Kendall, which I kind of hope it isn't, I just don't think Kendall's, like... Song-worthy. A like, Harry song. Song-worthy, like, yeah. honestly, or, like, cool enough. I mean, I don't know. Kendall's just kind of boring to me. But anyways, um, meet me in the hallway, and now, like, like you were saying, this is all kind of, like, under wraps. They're having to kind of keep it low. It's like... Harry or Kendall or whoever, Miss Carolina, whoever the fuck, is going to their apartment building, knocking on the door, and it's, like, opening that door and, like, pulling them in. And obviously when it's, like, celebrities, they're probably, like, kind of staying secret, hidden in their apartment. They obviously don't want paparazzi or strangers or creeps knowing where they're living. So I'm just seeing that scene where, like, the door opens, a hand comes out and, like, pulls them in. Yeah. And it's, like, meet me in the hallway. Like, ooh, so dirty and raunchy. I love it. (laughs) I love it. So good. A great song. But I have to move to the next song, Kiwi. Mm -hmm. And I need your thoughts immediately because this is one of the best songs, in my opinion, from the whole album. This is, like, my second favorite song off the album. And... It's so fucking fun to yell this song in the car, and it's just, like, so good. It's so... I would kill to see this live. Like, I just love the energy from this. He starts it off by saying, She worked her way through a cheap pack of cigarettes, hard liquor mixed with a bit of intellect, and all the boys, they were saying they were into it. Such Such a a pretty pretty face. On a pretty pretty neck, she's driving me crazy. But But I'm I'm into into it. it. (laughs) It's getting crazy. I think I'm losing it. I think I'm losing it. Oh, I think she said. I'm having your babies. What? (laughs) It's none of your business. What? Wait, what are we talking about? So, again, we're like going back to like, he's doing a lot of imagery here. And you can definitely picture this. You can see what's going on. 
she's driving him crazy. Like, again, who is this? I almost feel like these are all different girls. And then it's kind of like Harry. You wild little thing. It is wild. He's like fresh out of one direction. He's like, let me have my fun. Please and thank Mm -hmm. you. Like, like you said, this is such vivid imagery he's giving us. So specific that like, I feel like all these songs are kind of like about one night. Like he like takes this one specific moment and like, squeezes it dry and like gives every single detail and like really goes into it like this mm-hmm. is so good he said i think i'm losing it i think she said i'm having your baby like imagine thinking you're pregnant with harry Styles' child like that's but insane imagine harry's perspective where he's like fucked up and then all of a sudden some girl says i think i'm having your baby and he's like or he, she says i'm having your baby and he's like It's like that moment of clarity when you're really fucked up and all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait, did you just say what I think you just said? Like, what is going on? And for Harry, that would be a big deal. That would be big news. He's got work to do. He's got a career to build. So I want to talk about it's New York, baby, always jacked up. So we're back in New York. I mean, fuck London, like whatever. It's New York, (laughs) baby, always jacked up. Holland Tunnel for a nose. It's always backed up. When she's alone, she goes home to a cactus in a black dress. She's such an actress. So this has always been one of my favorite lines, and I've always been curious and, like, trying to figure it out. And what does it mean? I think, okay. I don't know what Holland Tunnel for a nose means specifically, but right here, what I'm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we're hitting the slopes. But also, what I'm thinking is, it's New York baby always jacked up. Holland Tunnel for a nose, but Holland Tunnel is always backed up. So there they are in a car together in traffic, you know, maybe snorting some coke or, or not. I don't know. <laughs> but either way, they're like getting getting it on a little bit in this taxi in a tunnel. When she's alone, she goes home to a cactus. I never could put that together, but I think the cactus is her husband or her boyfriend. Oh. In a black dress that she just left a night out with Harry in. She's going home in a black dress to her cactus. She's such an actress. Oh, wow. An affair, babe. Driving me crazy, but I'm into it. Because he can't have her. That's why he wants her so bad. Because he knows he can't, like, fully have her. And this song is so fast, in my opinion. Like, it's, like, really going mm-hmm. through the movement so fast. And one of the lyrics that sticks out to me, he says... She sits beside me like a silhouette, hard candy dripping on me till my feet are wet. Now she's all over me. It's like I paid for it. It's like I paid for it. I'm going to pay for this. So right there, he kind of knows that he's doing something a little naughty, but then it's so good. He actually, he thinks he's paying for it like a prostitute, babes. Like it's that good. Like that, that like adrenaline like you know it's not good but that's the fun part of it like he knows this is not like good he knows is naughty and he's gonna pay for it one way or another exactly like but it, what i when you just said that what i'm hearing is and now this is gonna get a little graphic so uh you've been warned you've been warned <laughs> um children you shouldn't be listening to this anyways she sits beside me like a silhouette i'm seeing a naked woman okay hard candy that's Harry's hard dripping on me she's dripping on him 
till his feet, feet are wet. Are wet. Uh, babe, she's dripping. And now she's all over me. She's a squirter. <laughs> like I paid for it. It's like I paid for it. I'm gonna pay for this. And then she says, I'm having your baby. It's none of your business. So really what I'm thinking is, this is a married woman. She is having an affair with Harry. They do get pregnant. And somewhere out there in the world is someone raising Harry Styles' child without knowing that it's not his child. That she says, I'm having your baby, but it's none of your business. Fuck off. I'm going to go home and I'm going to have this baby with my husband. He's not going to know that this ever happened. It's none of your business and you better back off. Yeah, it's giving very much MILF energy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very, at this point, he's probably like in his early 20s. Like, a lot of straight younger men had the fantasy of going with an older woman, maybe a mother, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And he knows he's in trouble and he knows, like, this is not going to last or sustainable, but he's just having fun. And this is intense, you know? So, out of curiosity, I just went on to Urban Dictionary to. Google what Kiwi means on Urban Dictionary because I'm thinking the song is Kiwi never really figured out why Let me think about it. Like let me see if there's something on Urban Dictionary because I'm just an old hag at this point So I need to go there for this knowledge and I think it could be one of two things from Urban Dictionary now This is all just hypothesis, but one of the one of the possible Options is a very stubborn person that seems hard and thick-skinned on the outside, but is really soft and sweet on the inside, kind of like the fruit. So that could be it. I don't know. Another option, though, that would give us a little bit more sleuthing power, and I hope that this is not derogatory. I hope that I'm not saying anything wrong in any way. I'm just getting this from Urban Dictionary. I've never heard this before. I've never said this before, but it does say Kiwi could be When used as a noun, a person from New Zealand. The term is very commonly used because the alternative New Zealander is perceived as being kind of long and cumbersome. So what if this woman is someone that we all know and she's from New Zealand and she's a married woman from New Zealand? Now let's just Google female New Zealand actresses and actors who had babies around I don't know. Now I'm really getting into like some craziness. But either way, the song is so hot and sexy. It's so exciting. Like it's just like, but then it's also like, it's exciting and like, oh fuck, all at the same time. Yeah. Which is oh. kind of probably what it feels like to be cheating. You know, yeah. it's exciting, but it's also like, oh fuck, all the time. Overall, I think this song reminds me of the 80s, 90s grunge era. Like it's a little. If you listen to it, you know what I'm talking about. It just has a little bit of a spunk to it that just gives that little bit of a nostalgicness to that music era, in my opinion. So I think that's another reason I like this song and it sticks out from the rest. But overall, a great song. And if you listen to it, like he he adds these like little ad libs throughout and he like yells and screams and does little like quirky things throughout that really just tie it all together and give us this unique sound that we love from Harry. It's it's a very energetic song. And you'll feel that when you listen to it. But I know what you mean about the 80s and 90s. Like, I know I've been saying this might be like a MILF. This might be a married woman. This might be a little bit of an older woman. But I have always, always pictured the leading lady in the song wearing like some big, tall, chunky platform black boots and like a mini skirt. And it's like dark New York City. Like, like you said, very grunge, very sexy at like a grungy music venue, like hooking up in the back or something. I don't know. 
But now we'll go back to New York for sure because we're talking about ever since New York. And again, we're switching gears. <laughs> we're going back to something a little slow, a little solemn. And he says, tell me something. Tell me something. You don't know. Just pretend you do. I need something. So tell me something new. Choose your words because there's no antidote for this curse. Oh, what's it waiting for? Must it? Must this hurt just before you go? So something is going on. Someone's leaving. Someone's either breaking up or leaving town. We don't know. But Brook, he says, Brooklyn saw me empty at the news. There's no water inside of this swimming pool. Almost over. Had enough from you. And I've been praying. I never did before. Understand I'm talking to the walls. I've been praying ever since New York. I... I think this song is very interesting because, like you just said, I think he's reminiscing on a trip or something, and he's really missing it. I don't know if it's, like, a point of his life where he was, like, maybe back in London, away from this person, and was, like, reflecting on their time together. The song is interesting because it re it repeats a lot, saying, oh, tell me something I don't already know. That's, like, really the main line I get from this song, and it's a very simple song, in my opinion, but I think it's necessary to kind of give the visual of this album you know what i mean it kind of like mm. ties into everything it's more i would give it kind of like an interlude type mm -hmm. vibe just because it like i said it kind of repeats itself but i think it's necessary to kind of get the full story because we haven't told you guys but this album's kind of short it only has 10 songs so obviously it's there for a reason and he's put it there for us to kind of dig into and look but like you said i think this is um a story of him leaving like mm -hmm. it might be the idea of a new love that like oh i met this person like unexpectedly and now like maybe they're on vacation like they're never gonna see each other again you know maybe something like that i don't know but or like harry's like about to go on tour or something like that like yeah. he just knows that like their lives are not going to mesh and it also it's got like a very sweet sadness to it this song really puts me in the mindset of like and i'm saying like harry i'm picturing harry but it's kind of hard to picture harry this way but it, it really feels like a phone call or a voicemail to this girl, like, later on being like, I know I'm not supposed to call you anymore, I know we're not supposed to be talking, but I just, I really can't stop thinking about you. I've never prayed before, but I've been praying for it ever since New York. Like, it's just got this, like, sweet sadness to it, where it's like, whoever he's talking to or talking about, it just realistically, practically, logistically will never happen but he's still like, it's eating away at him a little bit. Like he still misses and wishes. Maybe that other person doesn't, but Harry's feeling it. This is a moment in time. And I think it's also mature kind of in a way, knowing that it's not right for him. So he's kind of letting it go. Like ever since New York, I cannot stop thinking about it, but that was just like a moment in time. I will cherish those moments we have together, but I just cannot hold on to it. So I, this song might even be his way of releasing it. Like I got this out and now I can like put a bow on it and let it go forever, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to keep bringing everything back to Miley, but, like, really, <laughs> the whole world revolves around her. So this reminds me, we've learned through a podcast, and I think it was her podcast with Call Her Daddy, where Miley said, like, the biggest love, the greatest love I've ever had was actually a she, and I had to let her go, even though, like, I will always love her, I will always be a little bit in love with her, but I just knew in my heart of hearts that it wasn't right and it was going to hold both of us back and so it's like 
it's that really like against that sweet sadness sort of a bittersweet feeling of like i love this person and in another world in another life it could have been everything but it's just not real here and now like it just can't be so it's it's again a little bit haunting like it's just it sticks with you a little bit i agree and i think that's a perfect way to transition to our next song woman which this song kind of gets back to our carolina kiwi roots and something that sticks out to me about the song in particular is the first lyric it's like a sample from somewhere and it says should we just search romantic comedies on netflix and see what we find i don't know why but it always makes me think it's seth rogan saying that like i don't think it is but for some reason i've always pictured damn seth rogan saying that at the beginning that for is, no reason that is so funny <laughs> now every time i listen it'll be seth rogan for me as well <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite song in the album i love this song it's so good um and i mean garrett you get into it because it, like i said it's my favorite so i don't want to be too biased but like Go through some of the lyrics, tell everybody what you think, and then we'll come back to me. We'll circle back. Okay, so first off, I do agree. This is one of the best songs off of the album, in my opinion, as well. So he says a little sample, and then he goes into saying, I'm selfish, I know, but I don't ever want to see you with him. I'm selfish, I know. I told you, but I know you never listen. I hope you can see the shape I'm in while he's touching your skin. So automatically, you get this POV that he's not with this girl, but he wants them. It's a girl in this relationship, so it's uh, something he cannot get, which I'm kind of noticing now. Harry mm -hmm. loves something that he cannot get. He loves the mm -hmm. chase, the run. So he's even admitting, I'm selfish, I know. I know this is not right, but there's something about this woman that just he cannot get over. It's really good, and it's another one where you kind of have to listen because the instrumentals really add to this song, in my opinion, mm -hmm. and I love the chorus. The chorus is basically him just saying woman over and over, but the way he sings it and says it, it's just really fun and unique. Woman. Woman. Okay, so I have got to jump in here. So like Garrett said, I told you, but I know you never listen. I hope you can see the shape that I am in while he's touching your skin. He's right where I should where I should be, but you're making me bleed, woman. So, pausing here, because first of all, this this really reminds me a lot of LP's Shaken, too. Like, it's that same, like, but you're here with him, and he's touching your skin, and whatever. Like, it's just making me feel all kinds of sick. I don't want to be here watching you get touched the way that I should be touching you. I think this is about the same woman from Kiwi, and I think that it goes into the idea that this is an older woman slash a MILF because he uses the term woman and it's all about woman. And I mean, he's not saying young woman, you know, or anything like that. Like, I feel like this is a mature woman and he says, you're making me bleed. Like, I don't think he's actually physically bleeding, but it's like that heart bleeding. Like, it's like, God, I'm standing here and you're fucking hurting me and I just have to take it because you're with your husband or your boyfriend or your man. Like, I'm the one who's really not supposed to be there, but I am. Like, that's my spot that he's in. I could definitely see that because his most recent relationship was with a mother that had children and was way older than him. So More I mature. Could, more mature, exactly. So I could definitely see 
him pulling that reference because, I mean, it's facts. That's what he's into. We've seen it with our own eyes. So that would not surprise me. But Harry, Lordy B, like that. Jesus. I mean, it doesn't surprise me because I could see Harry with a more mature woman. But at the same time, he's at the age where he could get literally anyone he wants. But he Mm -hmm. wants people he cannot get. Which that might just be the celebrity, like the that side of him just like wanting something he cannot have because he can have anything he wants so that's like kind of what he's attracted to but Mm -hmm. you're right because he doesn't say anything about like a young woman no this is a woman like she's full grown has her life together and especially at this time he's like i said he's in his early 20s so he's just in his single era wanting anything he cannot have like in his dad boy era that makes a lot of sense like you said like he is a celebrity he could have anything he wants but he doesn't want something that's just easy and thrown at him like that's where's the fun where's the chase and i don't think you did mention one of his previous relationships and i think you're talking about olivia wilde yes and we won't get too into it but i don't think that this is her oh no 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 no! i just think this is like like, it's interesting because this was so long before her that It still is in his blood. This is Harry through and through. Right, right. He likes an older woman. And once he got around to Olivia, he was like, okay, like, whatever. Like, fuck it. I'll let the world know. Like, I'm not going to hide it anymore. And it's interesting, too, because if only Angel is actually about Kendall Jenner, then what you just said is perfectly true also. Like, he could have anyone. He could have Kendall Jenner is, like, speculated and known to be, like, one of the most beautiful women in the world, whatever. And she's young, and she's his age, and she's got all the things. But he's like, eh, you know, yeah. I want a woman. Yeah, I want a, I want a mama. And later he says, "Tempted, you know, apologies are never gonna fix this. I'm empty, I know, and promises are broken like a stitch is. I hope you can see the shape I've been in while he's touching your skin. This thing upon me howls like a beast." You flower, you feast, woman. So I'm thinking apologies are never going to fix this because we're breaking a marriage here. That's what I think. I really do. I really think we're breaking a marriage. We're cheating with some legitimate adultery. Apologies aren't going to fix that. And promises are broken like a stitch is. Like that's, he's saying like, this is how easy it is to break a promise and i think what he's really saying is look at how easy it was to break a vow just like popping a stitch it was nothing and maybe what he's really saying is when it very first started those vows were broken by someone ripping a shirt open or like physically ripping stitches ripping clothing off of each other in a heat of passion type of moment while he's touching your skin this thing upon me howls like a beast this is like a primal attraction here you flower and then you feast you damn i love it i mean i don't love it but like i love this song but just very interesting lyrics diving into here like you flower but what's also known as a flower vagina coochie mama exactly so and then you feast like are you feasting on harry private well we know all about watermelon (laughs) sugar we know he loves a good oral moment exactly so all these things tie together and i mean i could see it no shade to harry i mean if it's what you like it's what you like but i mean we here at efbf never support cheating and adultery but we do support the music that comes from it exactly (laughs) exactly but like you said one of the best songs 
on the album to me as well. And it's another one that you have to listen to to fully get the full experience. Because we're just telling you some of the lyrics and how it does sound. But once you listen, you'll fully get the idea of the song, you know? And I love that he chose woman for second to last at the end of the album. Because I really think that that's him like sort of wrapping it up, finishing it off, tying the bow with this woman. And then again, we're going to switch gears. But I love that he saved in my opinion, the best for almost last. Like, he saved it for the end. I love the flow of the album. And now let's go from the dining table. The very last song of the album, like Garrett said, it's short. There's only 10 songs. So where are we at here? Well, we're waking up alone in a hotel room. He's played with himself. Where were you? Okay, let me (laughs) read the actual lyrics. Woke up alone in this hotel room. Played with myself. Where were you? Fell back to sleep. I got drunk by noon. I've never felt less cool. We haven't spoke since you went away. Comfortable silence is so overrated. Why won't you ever be the first one to break? Even my phone misses your call, by the way. I think here we're back to the same woman from Two Ghosts. Okay. See, in my opinion... This is a perfect ending to the album because, look, he's done all these things. He's had been in all these relationships. He's tried maybe allegedly affairs, maybe. But at the end of the day, he woke up alone in his hotel room. So none of this stuff's sustainable. He knows that now. Mm-hmm. He's ending He's ending the last song with woke up alone in this hotel room. Mm-hmm. Right? So also right there also reminds me of just like this whole album is him on the go kind of like he's like never really in one spot he's like in a hotel room he's meeting Mm -hmm. in hallways he's like driving so he's never in one place so i think he's in this song at least this is the one time he's like in one place and he's like kind of reflecting on his past few months or years and he's like wait i really have no one to go home to yeah that's a really interesting observation like the whole album it's like kind of dizzy kind of spinning kind of a lot going on and then this is the first moment where he's still yeah. And he says, I've never felt less cool. Like, fell back to sleep, got drunk by noon, been playing with himself. And that's all he can do now that he's fucking alone and has to face the music. So one of my favorite lyrics from this whole song, I think, before I read it, I think this is him. He's done this before in this album. I think he's reflecting on a past relationship or like, maybe his old girlfriend that's moved on and has a new boyfriend, kind of like the song you're referring to during the Shaken um, reference. He says, I saw your friend that you know from work. He said, you feel just fine. I see you gave him my old t-shirt, more of what was once mine. Mm. So right there, this girl is giving her new boy toy Harry Styles' old clothes like that right there is just insane to me it just really in my opinion puts him to a human level because we all know what that feels like when you're not the guy that gets chosen or the girl that gets chosen you know that feeling Mm -hmm. and especially when they're doing shit like that like giving your stuff that you when you gave that to her y'all were in love like it was like something of yours that you're giving to her and now you're probably giving it to her after you guys just had hot passionate sweaty sexy sex exactly and now he's wearing it around and bumping into you in the street in it Mm -mm. and he says i see it's written all over his face comfortable silence is so overrated why won't you ever say what you want to say 
It's just like, come out and say it. But this man is bumping into him and he's like, oh, hey, Harry. Yeah, no, um, things are good. Things are good. Yeah, I, I do still work with her. I do still see her. She's she's doing fine. Things are great. And he's probably like glancing down at the T-shirt that he's wearing, knowing exactly what's happening. He's like, well, it was good to catch up with you. You know, hope you're doing well. Walking away. And if this is in New York, you know that there's like all this chaos going around behind them, like. They're bumping into each other, possibly even in the street. This is uncomfortable. Harry's got paparazzi following him, like, all the time. So it's just, like, this extremely uncomfortable situation. And, like, Harry says, comfortable silence is so overrated. Like, just say what the fuck you want to say to me right now. Because this is just awkward as shit. Exactly. And I also, I want to touch on the title, From the Dining Table. So this could even be, maybe after this day where he did bump into the sky. This is him. Everyone knows, like, especially if you're alone. You're by yourself at the table at the end of the day. You reflect on your day or maybe even month or the past year. So this could be him kind of winding down, reflecting on his past however long and just diving into himself and doing some self-reflection. And not only that, but just also, like you said, like he's bumping into people, seeing not your face, but just like seeing things that remind him of you, which always sucks. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest takeaway from the song. And I think it's just an interesting choice that he ends with a song. And he says during the middle of it, maybe one day you'll call me and tell me that you're sorry too. So I think he's already done all he can do. He's like said, sorry, he was trying to maybe hold on to this relationship, but there's only so much one person can do. Like if two people aren't fighting for it, like you just can't stay in that relationship. So I think that's very interesting, but Overall, like you said, like another switch back to like a slower paced song, but a lot is in this song, like a lot of material. He also says, woke up to the girl who looked just like you. I almost said your name. We haven't spoke since you went away. So he's clearly fucked up about this. Like it's in his head. And what's interesting too, is this is one of those songs where the title of the song is not in the lyrics. It's not in the song at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm almost wondering too... He says, um, I saw your friend that you knew from work, whatever. What if that moment was happening from his dining table? Like, we're in New York. A lot of the places have dining tables out on the street. Oh, wow. What if Harry's there having his dinner, like, by himself? Like, literally in this just, you know, it's always awkward eating by yourself anyway. So he's just alone at this, like, restaurant sitting out on the street. And that's where he bumps into this person. Or even worse... He's at the dining table at one of his favorite restaurants that he used to go to with her, and he's coming in getting takeout for two when they bump into each other, and he's wearing Harry's shirt. Like, it's just one of, it's almost, it's almost a scene from fucking Euphoria or something where it's like, you know, just this, like, psychological warfare going on. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Well, I mean, I love it. I love the whole album. I love that he's willing to be open about this. Like, he even says in the song, I've never felt less cool. And he's putting that out there for all of us to see. So, again, it's, like, one thing that we love about artists is when they're real and raw. I love this album because you can really get to see his, like, poetic abilities with his lyrics. And he's obviously a very talented musician and lyricist. And I think this album is, like, perfection, top to bottom. Really, I wouldn't change a, a part of it. Even you saying earlier that ever since New York might be like an interlude. Like you said, I still wouldn't change it. I still wouldn't take it out. I think it ties things together. I think it's necessary. And I love that he chose his debut album to be a self-named album. 
iconic. I love I, it. Harry, you did that. Iconic. And he really gives us a little bit of everything. No matter what you like, you will find a song that kind of goes with that vibe. So what a way to introduce the world to your solo work after leaving at the biggest boy band at the time. So, I mean, Harry Styles, you did the damn thing and it holds up. Like it's been, what, over six years now since it came out and it's still a classic. So I'm very impressed and I hope everyone enjoyed our first male artist, but also our first Harry Styles album review. I love it so much, Harry. This is obviously, like I already said, my favorite album. I mean, if you're listening and I mean, I'm really just excited for more. Obviously, like we already stated, we're going to get into Harry's house at some point, but I cannot wait for the moment that we're doing a deep dive of a brand new album with you guys and doing a whole like first listen together. So we're eager for more from Harry. He is becoming bigger and bigger every single year. Like he is not slowing down anytime soon. As far as I can see, he's been ramping up his acting career. This man can do it all. So Harry, we love you. We love you, Harry. It's Harry's house. It's I'm Harry. <laughs> it's Harry. So good, guys. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And don't forget to go give the album a listen. We love you for listening. And follow us on our Instagram at EFBF Podcast, where we upload all of the behind-the-scenes content, and we let you guys know when we upload new episodes. And follow us on TikTok at EFBF Podcast as well, where we upload behind-the-scenes content. And yeah! Well, I'm so glad we finally did our first male singer together, Garrett. That was so fun. I'm looking forward to many more. And please give this album a listen. Give us some good comments in our Instagram post about this episode. Let us know. What's your favorite song? How do you like it? What male artists do you want us to cover next? Who do you think our next album cover might be? Try to guess. Anything you want to know, anything you want to ask, just DM us. And we love you for listening. We love you guys. Give us a five-star review as well on Spotify if you love us. Because, come on, we love you guys. You love us. And we cannot wait to talk to you again next week. So we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. We're so good, Garrett. Love you. Love you.